0: It's um, said in the scriptures that, the, uh, that the, you can't distinguish, you can't find a separation between consciousness, perception, feeling, these mental aggregates. But you can, but there's sankara, Sankhara, you can separate that. Mm. Well, that's what we can... Deduce because it just says perception, feeling, consciousness are conjoined, not disjoined. So, what we're left with in terms of mental activity, psychological activity, is, is not is, is sankara. Uh, significance: of This means that uh, sankara is always the is the leader of fresh action. So that means that <coughs> we can't be conscious without feeling something. We can't be conscious without perceiving something. Even things like neither perception or non-perception is a very subtle level of perception. You know, I mean, you know for most of us, are not going to even get anywhere near that. So, jhanas are subtle perceptions. Samadhi's perception has subtle feeling in it. Mm. So, you know, this is so. Well, its consciousness is always this or you might say the ordinary consciousness or the mundane consciousness. Sankara means the, the activation, the, the, what we do, where we react, how we get fired up or disappointed or drift off or captured or purposeful. You know? <clears throat> so that can always kind of respond. <clears throat> this is our possibility to be, you might say, to be conscious to accept the responsibility of consciousness. And if we do activate in a right way, then we steer consciousness, what we're conscious of, to more skillful perceptions. Then we steer towards establishing these footholds on the transcendent, the enlightenment factors. And from there, it's really the process is allowing these enlightenment factors to to work, you start to just begin to dissolve all kinds of aspects of grasping and clinging become unnecessary. When you're feeling when there's an equanimity, you know then you you're grasping at feeling. You still feel things, but you're not grasping it because you have equanimity. When you have samadhi, you're not grasping at sense contact because you've got something else when you have mindfulness you're not grasping at uh, compulsive activity because you can be noticing so these are ways in which you begin to you know bring these to mind and then these factors can start to dissolve some of these very uh, encrusted frozen c- compulsive sankharas where they become you know reflexes yeah. And so then our intimate domain, our personal realm it changes quite it becomes very different more spacious, more choice in what we're doing or not doing yeah. Said of the Arahant Sariputta he can think whatever he likes in the morning or the evening and he can stop thinking he actually has a choice over it <coughs> uh, So so this really is the fundamental piece, is the, is the elimination of grasping. It cannot be said that the Tathagata is separate from the five aggregates, or cannot be said he's in them or without them. So these form, Buddhas still feel things, they still perceive things, they still have um, activity, they still act, they're still conscious, they still have a form, or there's still a form there. What isn't there is the grasping at it, which means taking a stand upon it, which means expecting something from it, which means being disappointed by it, which means speculating about it, which means wishing it was another way. You know? So these are, you know, grasping is this uh, feeding on, seeking something, worrying about it. Always feeling unfulfilled by these. If you're not feeding on them, you're not unfulfilled by them. You're not expecting to be fulfilled by them. It. <laughs> you know, so it's it's that. You know. Well, it seems when we as we come into retreat time, it's really helpful to have a time when we've kind of created this, this bag of three months to roll around inside. We have things that we meditation practice and focusing on particular themes. And generally what seems to occur or is, is recommended is you, you, you find which themes work for you, you know, which specific aspects of themes work for you in Meditation. I can only really talk about mindfulness of breathing as a, as a very reliable sort of theme to come back to, because it is very good for mindfulness, just for sheer power of mindfulness itself. And it can refer to all the um, <coughs> feeling, perception, things like this, because you're not really doing anything with it. If you're practicing metta, then you certainly, that's great, but you're certainly doing something. And the funny, just basically receiving breathing. But naturally, this isn't always, you know, something that people feel really work, it goes very well, you know, we're all different. But it's just something to come back to, but simple body, breathing, walking, standing, you know, and something you can rely upon. And then, of course, a lot of our practice is what comes up isn't it, you know, all over the place. That's from the thinking mind to the distress or disease in the body, energies going out of whack, um, to feeling cold, feeling warm, feeling monastery suddenly being full of people or being empty, having things to do, suddenly, you know, hole peering in the roof or the boiler breaking down. Um all kinds of things happen this is all like that so you might say this is vipaka or the result of being born of being in this particular place at this particular time this monastery this culture, this society this sangha and all that that brings on with it, you know, you inherit the results of that. You're in the results of that, and that's felt and perceived, and it's got energies in it. Then, you know, the issue, point is: how do we not get these compulsive reactions? That's the bit. It's not that we shouldn't act. Even it's not that should we just sit here? You know, whatever happens, roof falls in, just sit here. So just an impermanent phenomenon. <clears throat> but this, is, it's the sankharas that are accompanied by grasping. This is expectation, and disappointment. Uh, Coming out of restlessness, coming out of negativity, coming out of, you know, things we're not addressing in ourselves. So to be conscious, conscious activity, conscious inactivity, consciously resting, just stepping back and saying, "Well, just put everything on hold for a while. Check that out. So even your meditation is sankara, isn't it? It's another activity that we do, focusing on a particular theme or object. Or I'm dealing with this particular topic right now. We get very involved with that, and that suddenly becomes, you know, the big topic. Mm-hmm. You know. and, mm. Or the expectations we have of meditation there will will be a you know we're going we're moving along to a particular point that we never it's like moving towards the rise and you never quite get there Mm -hmm. notice that one so these are these kind of sense of Grasping, so you start to, you know, look at look at the fundamental quality of, you know, feeling how it affects you, perception how it affects you, what kind of activities come from that, what kind of conclusions does one end up drawing. Oh, I'm like this, or this is the way it is, or... You know, and that's a sankara. That's a heavy one. Because it contains this, this view, this self-view. It's, it eternalizes something that's a moment. It extends it. For good or for bad. We buy into something. And of course the saying of Ajahn Chah's saying is always my near, maybe so, maybe so. You know? So, you know, you start the retreat and the feeling of, gonna you know, get things clear, sort of thing, well, maybe, <laughs> maybe so like that isn't it so this Kensa Nipita which isn't it's more like just you know coming out of gear because it's not not so much not a version because that's a Sankara but it's a sense of this is just the form formation it's like this you always kind of keep coming the fundamental practice of just coming back to that supervising witnessing level. So you, you're kind of recognizing this, the difference between sankara activation, holding, moving, assuming, naming, classifying, deciding, determining, planning, you know, getting a program going on something, and then consciousness, which is just Something's present now. Something's present now. Something's present now. No, it's just that <clears throat> You're purifying, or beginning to get a sense of some space around these sankharas, <clears throat> so that they're not grasped. We we parka, which means we inherit. You know, inherit. It's called the results. The results of past karma, results of past action, are sankharas. So sankharas are the results and the causes. They, if you like, are the programs. They actions that we've been involved with lay down certain tendencies in our minds. That's the sankara. That tendency is a sankara. When we act upon it, that action is a sankara. The view that I am this action is a Sankara. It's all kind of programming, determining, forming something. Now, with the past, you know, we have the inherent one mind that wanders maybe because it's been very busy. So, we, you know, you, the mind gets used to sort of spacing out, multitasking. So, it, you know, the inherent result of that. So, you know, how do we step back, notice, wandering mind is like this. And then this gentle sense of where's the body now, where's the walking now, what's happening right in the very present moment. So you you keep nudging back. But it's not coming from a place of frustration or irritation or... I am am this way, but just this is the results of how life has been. We have all kinds of unresolved issues. It's not like suddenly January 5th, the past is completely put aside and there's a nice clean line. There's all sorts of things running over those lines, aren't there? These are personal history, sangha history, monastery projects, things we never quite got finished things that are never going to be finished (laughs) you know it's a continual loose end the samsara so you know and then how to not create or generate more sense of heaviness brooding worrying about that without you know Kind of suppressing, but just noticing it's like that. What is it that can notice it's like that? And dis, dis- decide, determine hmm. that we will right now put our attention somewhere, somewhere more useful, or. Respond in a skillful way rather than be programmed by the past. <clears throat> and one has to kind of learn about, about all this from the way life actually is. It's like the book is wide open. So I've been, this winter time, put some food out for the birds to feed the little creatures who are, have to eat apparently a quarter of their own body weight every day. Imagine we you have to do that. Some of you make a good attempt at it. <laughs> 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 not quite yet, huh? Yeah. <laughs> So you know, you doing all do, you take once you make that once I make that decision, you know, then I can actually get the bird feed together and then put the nuts in. You put it somewhere, and then the squirrels come, knock it over, and eat it all. Dread. So okay, so try again. Put it somewhere else. Squirrels find a way to get on that one, knock it over, eat it all. Okay. Get a bit of rope out, hang it up between two trees. Squirrels leap at it. You know. They can't with just throw themselves at this bird feeder, eat all the nuts, <laughs> destroy the bird feeder. Okay, create a new bird feeder, hammer it together, find another piece of rope, string it up somewhere else, squirrels, find a way of jumping onto it, eating it all. And every time, you know, you kind of, think, okay. So I did make the d- determination, you know, to put effort into that, feeding it, so I'll, I'll, I'll try with that. And this is the Parker <laughs> <laughs> doing that. <laughs> but at least you know when I do notice that every day, the, the sense that there's no real expectation that it's going to work, and no feeling of frustration or disappointment. It's just oh there it goes, okay. New moment. What's the right thing to do? We see the birds need some food. Okay, we'll put some food in the bird feeder. It's like that. You know, you can pick up action like it's the first time doesn't really matter in one way you're not emotionally involved with whether it succeeds or works or getting it right you just do what you can sometimes you can sometimes you can't it's rather like that but recognizing that this, the sense that it all comes to a neat conclusion is a daydream you know it doesn't happen you know When the Buddha, you know, is realizing Nibbana, decided, picked up the commitment to teach, teach the Dhamma, and uh, had to, then had to experience the results of that, the Vipaka of that. In 50 years, walking around India, you know, teaching, establishing an order which seemed to be, you know, fair amount of dissension and conflict and schisms and you know, things going on, continue to, to make rules and judgments and, you know, these sorts of things, just picking it up. And you get a feeling for, you know, he could have just blissed out under his tree for the rest of his life. <laughs> and yet the, the sense of, you know, there's the Parker of having been born, sentient being, And then, you know, you pick something up without clinging. Act without clinging. There's a samkara, and yet the sense of worry, agitation, you know, big project, everything's going to be all right, disappointment, doesn't have to happen. So there's a sense of, you know, what is right action. And right action should be something that never takes us away from the sphere of the transcendent, from the enlightenment factors and recognizing that every action, every thought, every meditation, every, every large or small scenario is conditioned subject to ceasing. uh, But a hair's breadth away from that there's also the sense that there's something that nothing happens to. Something that doesn't get better or worse. (laughs) But we needed to do some work in order to realise that. because of this leaning into the condition it's resting on it and then the Buddha saying there is the not leaning into and consciousness does not incline does not take hold does not rest upon the unsupported consciousness this is the ending of suffering the sankhara you know, can be no longer activating consciousness, no longer the, the activity program doesn't have to be stitched into it. You have a choice. You know, this is always very important to make one's choices. I mentioned at the beginning of the session... Realizing the results, the consequences of that. It always, when we pick something up, it's always, you know, feeling of, oh, get this to a good place and start a new, you know, new vihara. They receive notices, of, you know, start somebody starting a new, new Vihara. It's all the feeling of the up, uplift and the optimism and the generosity and the aspirations and the gratitude and the welcoming. Yeah, yeah, they're all like that. <laughs> they all start like that. <laughs> and that's part of it. But there's also, you know, the work, the resistances, the struggles, the misunderstandings, you know, and then it, it doesn't... There's nothing wrong with it but that's that's that. It's not to be negative, it's just the to not get hooked on these things. Because it's not really isn't about creating some kind of pessimistic worldview. That's a sankara or a feeling it's all hopeless, there's nothing to do, nothing can be done, everything's ineffectual, that view is a sankara, that's the annihilationist view, the, the view that it's all going to work and be great, that's the eternalist view, that's the becoming view, the dropping of views, is what uh, the encouragement is, you don't have a perspective, other than right now, there's the, you know, we can pick up that which leads us towards suffering and stress or we could not. And you can act within that. Uh, In general, a lot of our practice is about creating the kind of environment which can hold, handle, accommodate our Range of our karma. It's a sort of, you know, it's internal and external, you might say. Taking the time to recognize you have a physical form, you have to put some kind of effort into picking that up, working with it, exercising it, resting it, you know, keeping it healthy. That's the vipaka. You got born. So, you know, you can't just avoid, dump, or short-sell a body. There's the responsibility picking up. That's part of the practice. How to care for, how to exercise, how to, you know, remember, be conscious of your physical form. Just as, as this is this. Be conscious of the presence of others you know without realizing how other other people are it can be very different mental spaces different emotional tonalities so it's that sense of always a little bit of space and awareness and consciousness of contact and interaction just, what's happening you know, do we expect other people to be in our, on our planet, do I expect other people to be in my theatre? When I'm, you know just, how is this, you know? So that, you know, instead of forming opinions about people, comparing them with, you know, what one thinks the ideal should be, so you look at all these things these things that come up the irritation with the body that's sick the uh, sense of you know, negativity about the weather it's supposed to be like this if it wasn't like this this, this vegetation would be in serious trouble it needs this <laughs> we, we came here it's supposed to be like this. This um, monastery is this way. you know <coughs> It is a retreat, and it is like this And so on, you know. we picked it up, we decided, determined it. And you look at the kind of results of of what your life has been, you know, of actions. That's the way it was. You can't go back and start, oh, I shouldn't be like that. Why did I do that? That was a waste of time. It was silly. It was much better like that. It's good old days. Just, you know, get over it. <laughs> it's uh Distortions. So to me, there's always something that comes out of that—a kind of a discipline, which isn't an—it seems a natural sense of discipline, which is that, you know, not obviously modern, monastic life is a lot about mm-hmm. discipline, about forms, about training, about doing things in particular ways. But the real discipline is—is is, uh, to be mindful. Mm-hmm. To, it's not, a, it's not a small thing. You know, it becomes a kind of catchphrase: "Be mindful, be mindful, be mindful." You know, we don't mindfulness is really rather special. And to this is a time to deepen it, strengthen it. It's a sense of real connection to the transcendent. And from there, investigation as to what one's doing, what one's attitudes are. Notice particular things you do again and again and again. You know, they, even when you can see they cause difficult results, what am I not looking at? The habits, the addictions we have, and energy an energy that brings around the sense of uh, clearing the hindrances and feeling uplifted, being able to relax and rest in that. Hmm. You know, these are, this to me is is the discipline, is to, you know, you get a feeling for discipline through what's imposed, you might say. It always says, well, put something aside and be with this. It keeps kind of nudging us out. And external discipline is rather a crude thing. You know, this time, be here at this time is very crude. I don't particularly enjoy it. Uh, I don't like working according to routines and times, but I respect it as something that acts as a kind of connecting channel for a group of people. Mm. So sometimes I've got to hurry, put things down. Sometimes I'm waiting behind. You know, it's not my flow, but I I, I can respect it. A sense of this is what we picked up, being in this situation, and giving support to come out of habits. But that's an imposed thing you want to be aware of that you're not someone kind of obsessively grasping at it or always rebelling against it feeling negative about it and see what you what you can one can make of that particular training you know in terms of what where it what it shows you about the quality of impulse that we have or the you know, our programs that are running that it kind of continually interferes with, our views about practice it jars against. And then in a way it's done its work, it's up to us then to to really uh, look more intimately at training, training oneself, guiding oneself, supporting oneself. For one's own welfare and for the welfare of others, and it has to be both, and that's one of the tests, isn't it, for one's own welfare and for the welfare of others and leading to dispassion and that's the that's the measure that the Buddha used for his own awakening. So when we confine this step to the more tran- transcendent mode, then one feature of it is able to include more and more. When we include more and more, the disappointing, the things not going my way can include that, not be phased by that. In the rough patches, it can include that and not be desperate about that you know, the conflicting behaviours of other people it can include that and not be you know snarling and snappy about it so you really want to, as a mantra I sometimes use the, the phrase well, to include it all include all of it the no, unfulfilled bits, the grubby bits, the spiky bits, the brilliant bits, and not be phased by any of it. That's That uh, means you've got no more grasping. <laughs> you know, if you get left, you want to really clear that one out. Yeah. All the possibilities there are to Form opinions and views, and take a stand, and get get wired up, wind wound up about something. Is you know, check that one out. In accordance with one's capability, you know, and you find that in yourself. Is first, you just you know, first you you got no room, so you're really pressed up against the wee Parker. You know, it's really pushing you so you've just got to work with a very simple thing you don't want to take on a lot anything more that and naturally as as some space opens up, you find it's almost automatic that you do take on more because more starts coming in the stuff from the bottom of the barrel starts coming up to the surface you know, the result the latent tendencies the you know stuff that we're probably not even conscious of as you clear out the more surface stuff then the more latent stuff comes up and then how to disengage from sankaring it from concocting it from formulating it from getting stuck in it so this is not a matter of you know, a day, a week, a retreat, it's a matter of uh, who knows. But there's no point uh, trying to look at a finishing line or worry about that. We just continue with a sense of always there's something here that's never better or worse. What's that?